Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> Welcome okay, to the that, Move With Heart that, podcast. Yes, that was a perfect introduction <laughs> to what we're speaking about today. Oh yeah, let's talk about motherhood. <laughs> My favorite topic. <laughs> but no, this is good. How was your morning? It was so much fun. I love being back with them. Dylan spent the night, you guys. And for those of you who don't know this, Dylan lived with us during quarantine. <laughs> she took a deep inhale. Isn't it so weird for to like say four that months? Now? And yeah, it's been a long time since you've had a sleepover. It is. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> it was a warm welcome because B asked me to be his girlfriend. So. Yeah, he really did. Dylan went to the store and Benjamin was like brushing his teeth in the bathroom. And he's like, Dylan's my girlfriend. And I was like, well, you, did you ask her? Because you have to ask girls. You can't just like assume everyone's your girlfriend. Yeah. And he asked her. <laughs> it was it's so cute. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Everyone asked such amazing questions. So first, another hard-hitting one, because this is how I asked you last time. Oh, she's going right in. <laughs> how do you balance it all? Oh, I love this one. You guys, I mean, for me, I don't even think of anything that I do with like finding the balance because the pendulum is always swinging like side to side. So for me, I really bring it back to what are the things that I need to prioritize to be as sane as freaking possible? Like it's all about prioritization and what you focus on is really the most important thing. It's like focusing on what's right in front of you at that moment. Which is really hard. I mean, because I'm like the queen of multitasking, but I have really found, I mean, for me, it's, I'm actually going to give you a perfect example. Because first of all, I'm so excited to be talking about this because my parenting style is anything but perfect. It's not. And I give my all to being the best parent that I can be. I really do. You really do. You are the best. It's so sweet seeing you with them. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think you (laughs) cry. No, it's so important to me. You know, like I grew up with parents who weren't present. They just had five kids, six kids. You know, my brother was born and to provide for a big family when you don't have a lot of means I honestly feel for them. You know, for me, I'm like the busiest I've ever been in my life. And and I don't really think it's something to like necessarily be like, I'm the busiest. I'm so, but I am, yeah. you know, I, 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 I actually, yeah. I mean, I had a full blown meltdown the other day, hysterically crying. And it was about something that I knew had nothing to do with what I was crying about. And that's usually the case, right? It's like something happens and then you feel the layer of the weight you've been carrying. And for me, I carry a lot of weight. 
I manage a lot of things. I manage a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I chose to bring these little ones into the world. I mean, yes, okay, they chose me as their mom, but they're my children. So I really prioritize being a present parent for them. I know what it feels like not to have that. And it creates a lot of trauma for a kid. You feel, I mean, for me, it was like, I felt like I needed more love. I did. That's who I am. And I found it, you know, in many areas in my life. Like last night, we had an amazing event. It was so fun. (laughs) We had a really great night. We got home late and we're talking. And then I heard Eleanor like screaming for me. She sleeps with me every single night. Is that the best? Should I be transitioning her? Honestly, I don't know. People have a lot to say about it. And Benjamin did the same thing. He came into my bed until around the same age as Eleanor, three years. And the time just goes by so fast. Like I look at Benjamin and I like, I start to cry because I'm just like, oh my God, this little man, like the thoughts and the way he thinks and dresses and he's just his own little person. It's wild and it happens right before your eyes. And everyone will tell you that you have to experience it and and you just see, you know? So for me, I just, I like take it all for what it is. And like, I love snuggling with her. I mean, do I feel we're moving towards a transition? Yes. And I'll share that transition, like how I'll do it. When I'm focused and ready to do something just like with potty training and we'll get there. I really hone in and I I focus and I execute. And it's all about that. And I think for me, like waking up with Eleanor, I was exhausted today. I didn't get up before the kids and do my practice. Now, would I have preferred that? Yes, I am much better overall when I do that, but every day is different. And today, I was tired. I did all of the things. The kids were so needy. I always feel like it's like the days I don't meditate that they just get you. Like they know they really want to like hit the trigger buttons and they do. So this one's going to go on like a roller coaster of emotions, but I got up with the kids alone. We didn't have a nanny. I stay overnight. Noah was the nanny last night, was unable to come to the event. And I'm really big on having that alone time. Like, yes, I have help. I would not be able to have built the business that I've built, run or manage anything without help from my team, from our nanny, from the internal team we're creating. And I know that, but I also know the mother I want to be. And I show up as that mother as much, I give it everything that I have every single day, no matter what the hell is on my plate, because I am shaping the way that they're going to grow up and the people that they're going to become. So I, I do it. I, you know, I, I don't have nannies in the morning. A lot of people think I, I have a nanny that lives with us all week and I don't. And if you do, amazing. Have I thought about it recently? Like, would it be helpful if I have a living? I have thought about it, but I also really value my time with them. I love to be alone with them. I think that's when you really connect. And I do all of the things that I have to do in the morning. And then I come back to myself if I didn't have that moment. And like right now, I just 
did a meditation while I was doing my makeup. I did some deep breathing, literally like applying bronzer and blush because I have so many things to do today. (laughs) My plate is so full. It's always full. So it's really looking at the day and finding where I can fill myself up first. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to give to everything else. And you're so good at giving to everything else. And when you're not able to, you're so clear as to why you're not and when you can. Yeah. You know? Thanks, still. No, it's true. (laughs) I might cry. It's been... (laughs) Emotions are high. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, our team has grown tremendously and it's gone from this thing that I knew that I was used to and comfortable with to these growing pains of understanding how to manage a bigger team and how to lead with integrity and, and you guys all trust me. So it's like finding that space to really strengthen my mind first. You guys, like I created an entire business without ever even realizing I was creating a business because I learned from being a disaster to myself for so many years that if I do not prioritize taking care of my mind first, not my body. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we have a business where we share workouts and meditations, but primarily workouts, but it all starts it all starts here. Because it follows. The body then follows. And that's what you always taught me. And it's true. It's true. And your kids know when you are at a place of peace. Mm -hmm. They feel it. I remember like when I think back to my childhood and I really don't even, I feel like I'm still in this space of like getting comfortable sharing things. I'm not here to like put people down. Like my parents did the absolute best they could with what they were given and what they had. And I can't believe what they did with what they had because they didn't have much. I know what life feels like when I didn't prioritize myself and it was dark. I was not happy. I could barely get out of bed. So I work really diligently and consistently and I share this and I built a business off this without ever even realizing I was building a business because it changed my life. So I know that when I do these things and I ground myself and I meditate and I move in some way every day, no matter what it is, I am just better. Mm. I'm better to myself. I'm better to my family, to every single person I come in contact with. Yeah. So it's about prioritizing what your needs are to bring you the greatest level of peace in your life, you guys, so that you can handle what is in front of you. Because it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And how do you model that to your children and have them pick up your healthy habits by watching you? I speak to my kids the same way I'm speaking to you. Mm -hmm. I don't change my voice. I don't like baby talk them. I really treat them like they're people, like they're their own little humans. Yeah. And they respond well to it. I'm super transparent with them. If I have a morning and I'm waking up with them and I'm exhausted or I'm just not in the right headspace, those are the times that I say, you know what, I'm going to give you a show. I'm doing a little meditation. And then 
we'll do breakfast and we'll do everything. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I just, I do what I can. I mean, there are times where I'm like standing in the kitchen, like, like doing something because I feel irritated. And I wish Benjamin will be, be like, I know, Benjamin's <laughs> like, are you, you doing the meditating? And I'm like, I'm doing the meditating, honey. So like they know, I tell them like, I don't feel a hundred percent. This really makes mommy feel better. And they get it. I mean, yes, you guys see Eleanor jumping on the mat with me and like doing little things. Like, are they doing that with me every day? No, no. But they see me prioritizing myself. And I think it's really important and essential for their development to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I'm modeling, right? Hopefully what I I want them to take some things and be able to add value to Mm -hmm. their life and, and just make them better people and taking care of, it all starts with taking care of yourself. So it all comes back. It all comes back to all the time. So whatever you're doing, listen, have fun, live your life. But if you're not coming back to home base to take care of you, things are not going to feel in alignment in your life. And if you want to knock things out of alignment, have kids (laughs) because it teaches you real quick about what's important. And when you don't prioritize it, you're not going to feel good. Like parenting is no joke. It is so hard. I had no idea. I could only imagine. So this was what I wanted to ask you next is how do you, when things are tough, Mm -hmm. How do you not yell at them? How do you stay calm? How do you... Sometimes I do yell at them. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know that it's yelling, but I'll raise my voice. lose your shit? Sometimes I do. Yeah. It would like be a disservice to be here and be like, I never do that. Well, guess what? (laughs) Yes, I do. Like you catch me on a day where things are just spiraling. I might just lose it and... We all feel bad after, like it doesn't feel good to yell at your kids, even to raise your voice. It doesn't feel good. And I think one thing that I've seen change right before my eyes is my ability to be self-aware and recognize my own behavior and to like witness it and take a step back. And I know, thankfully the transitions have, like the window of reacting has really shortened from my meditation practice, I was the most, I am a very reactive person. I can bite your head off in two seconds. So I have to take just like a breath usually before I do. But if I didn't take that breath and I do it, I talk to them about it after. And I explain that, listen, I apologize for raising my voice, for speaking to you in that way. That doesn't make me feel good. And the reason why is because of the way you were behaving. You know, I explain why, but I say that's not okay. And Benjamin says things to me. Like he says, like, I don't like when you talk to me in that in that voice. He goes, and your face changes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't like it either. And sometimes it happens and I'm really recognizing that. And But then it's like, I don't like I when you him, do that. And that's what I say. Yeah. And I say, when you don't listen and you are pestering Eleanor or calling her names, like, yeah, that's also not okay. Yeah. So 
I have full blown conversations with them. Like That's I'm talking the best to you. Piece of advice. I swear I think about it all the time, and I can't wait to take that with me once I'm a parent. Because it's I see people baby talking their kids, and I'm like, how is that going to help them? Yeah, I mean, I get it when they're like little babies. It's it's like they're so cute, and you're just like, oh, you know. But I will say, the kids have an incredible pediatrician. Dr. Suzanne Rosenfeld, I love her. And when I first had Benjamin, she was like, don't baby talk him. She was like, just talk to him how you talk to me Mm -hmm. and have that communication. And it was one of the best pieces of advice Mm -hmm. because when I observe people baby talking their kids, it bothers. I'm just like, not not judging, but I'm just like, I feel like you, you know, you just want to talk to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. We asked you guys all these questions, first of all. This was like literally pulled from a Q&A. Dylan took my phone, wrote all of these down. Yeah. And we're flying by the seat of our pants, but that's how we work best. That's how we roll. Yeah. Always. Okay. This is a good one. How do you teach positive body image? Oh, I love this one. Especially because Eleanor, she's three years old and- Look, she has a mom who like gets, you know, I get dolled up. Like last night I had. She looked at Melissa and she said, mom, you look so pretty. But then. I know. So this has been a really big thing recently. And she is very much into all of the things, right? She's a girly girl and I love it. But it started getting to the point where she told me she doesn't feel pretty if she doesn't have a dress on or if she can't wear makeup. She's really loving putting on makeup right now. So like we'll have, you know, I'll let her play with it. She doesn't put makeup on before she leaves the house or anything like that, but she plays with it. And I let her do my makeup, but it's gut-wrenching. She would look at me and say like, mom, you're prettier than me. You have makeup on. And, and I'm like, Eleanor, this is a decoration. And while I enjoy to put makeup on and I enjoy nice clothes and I like to dress up, beauty comes from within. So I have been saying it, we said it this morning at the table because she said something about the dress last night. That's the first thing she said when we woke up. I was the same little girl. I was so aware. I mean, I wanted to be a model when I was very young because of the girls on the magazines. And I am proud of who I am and I'm never going to not be who I am. And I think it's important. Like she has a mother who does a lot of things and gets glammed all the time. And like, I glam myself, but at the end of the day, I don't care who you are, what you look like, what you have. Beauty comes from in here. And it's all about being kind and loving and compassionate and empathetic to people. So she's been saying that because she'll say, mom, you look so pretty. And I say, but Eleanor, where does beauty come from? And she goes, she like hits her heart and she's like in here. Yeah. So it's It's how you treat people. It's how you treat people. And I have to, I didn't think I'd be having this conversation with her at three years old, but listen, she grew up in New York and she's exposed to a lot. So it's my job to let her know what real beauty standards are. And it's about who you are. Mm -hmm. And now, like, because she's in camp in the summer, you can't wear a dress. And she 
was freaking out. So one day I let her wear a dress and they sent her home in her biker shorts because, you know, it's hard for the kids to run around and do all the things in dresses. And I told her, I said, having a dress on does not define anything about who you are and like the beauty that you have in your heart. I understand you enjoy it, you like it, but we're going to wear pants and you're still beautiful because it comes from here. So I'm just reiterating that. And, you know, I want her to love and accept herself as she is. And it's my job. This is my job. Yeah. And all you can do is keep reiterating it. Yeah. Benjamin will say like, I'm like really strong and I have muscles. And I'm like, look at you. You're growing. And I you're mean, healthy. he's just a little... <laughs> He's a little lover. Lover. <laughs> it's crazy. He's a Rico Swag. Swag <laughs> is out of control. <laughs> I mean, like, I walked in, I was like, oh, <laughs> that tan. No, but he's like a little, you know, he like gives he's, you. But he's so sweet. And that's like this morning when he asked me his girlfriend, he said, well, what does that mean? What are you going to do? You have to be nice. You have to be polite to ask, does she want anything? Does she need anything? I said, you have to be loving. You have to, it's not just about your needs. You have to (laughs) care about the other person's needs. So no, it's like I said, I didn't think I'd be having these conversations yet, but here we are. So I'm like. That's motherhood. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have been eating a plant-focused diet for so many years and While I just live for a plant-rich meal, I am not in the kitchen as much as I used to be now that I have kids and a business. It's just like some days it just doesn't happen. And that is where, ah, I'm such a diehard fan of Saqqara life. Saqqara is everything. They have ready-to-eat meals. It's a functional wellness essential program that just nourishes your body with whole organic ingredients. Every single meal is so delicious, filling, decadent. It's truly just one of my ultimate meal delivery services. And you not only feel so good after you eat it, you have a boost of energy. It helps support your digestion. And I just cannot recommend Sakara enough. I'm truly one of Sakara's biggest fans. And I'm so excited because right now Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash MWH or enter code MWH at checkout. That's Sakara S A K ara.com slash mwh to get 20% off you guys 20% off your first order I can say with so much confidence that you will not be disappointed your skin your hair your nails your energy levels and you're just gonna feel amazing across the board I love, love, love Sakara. Okay. How to encourage your child to discover themselves while also setting boundaries? I really love this one. And Benjamin is at a school that teaches kids all about everything in the world. 
he asked me, one of my friends, he said, how does your friend identify? What does your friend identify as? Wow. And I was like, I didn't ask them. And he was like, oh, you should ask them because then you'll know to say like, oh, he or she, I mean, Benjamin Six. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you are right. Yeah. And I think it really comes back to the confidence that you hold in your household. I didn't grow up with like a ton of confidence in my household. And I really think that is what made me curious about confidence. I was also wildly insecure for most of my life while being curious about confidence because I thought confidence really came from having a big house and having a nice car and having a pool and having things that I dreamed of as a kid. And as I've grown into an adult, I've realized none of that stuff, like amazing, great. If you work hard and you have gotten to a place where you can provide those things, it's beautiful and it feels really good. But at a core level, who are you as a human? How are you in shit goes down. Mm -hmm. Like, right? Like, it's always great. I think people see me a lot at my peak, but when I'm in the trenches, like how I deal with it, I think that to me is like, I want my kids to know that no matter what is going down, I have got it. I I will handle it. You, you know? pick yourself back up. Yeah. With as much grace and ease that I can. And sometimes it's really freaking hard to hold it all together. But I think it all comes back to having that role model who carries that energy and that grace in the household. And for me, I feel like my kids are really comfortable and confident in their skin because I embody that. Mm -hmm. And I am very complimentary, but not, I am really learning. When I was little, all I heard my entire life was, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. You should model. So I thought that that was my worth. I identified with you are good if you are attractive mm. or good looking, because that was the only thing that I was ever told. So while, of course, I tell my kids, like, you're so delicious. Like, look at that beautiful face. But I say, do you know what I love about you? I love your heart. I love how kind you are to your friends. And I think that gives them the foundation to really mold into like who they are. Benjamin has two friends in class with two dads. He's asked me, so they don't have a mom? How did they? I mean, he, they ask everything. And, and I, I tell them, I say, well, no, the two dads decided they want to have a baby. So they went through the process and they don't have a mom, but they have a lot of love. Mm -hmm. And that's what matters is yeah. that you feel love and you feel that support and the space to be yourself. One of Benjamin's friends, a little boy like paints his nails and Benjamin's like, well, I want to paint my nails. And I'm like, great, try on all of the things. I really, really try, even with his hair. I love his hair. I love his hair. And am I like holding on to it a little bit? But he said recently that he wants to cut it. And I'm like, what do you want to do? So I'm really trying to lean in and let them guide me mm -hmm. to who they are. Yeah. We're discovering it. It's a daily discovery. No, you have to. It's all, they're also so lucky that they're growing up in this generation where things are just so much more talked about and understood. And yeah. in schools, they're Accepted. learning about it. It's amazing. I mean, I know 
there's a lot of things that are bad in the world, but they're lucky for that. People have asked me before, like, what do you do with the horrors that are going on around us? And it's like, as a parent, it just, I mean, I literally can't wrap my head around it. And I have gone through the ebb and flow of like, do I talk to them about it? And the school also communicates like with the recent school shootings. And it's like, even saying that it's become something, unfortunately, we are experiencing on a regular basis. And kids talk about it in school. I mean, the kids are still really young. Mm -hmm. They haven't said anything to me about it. I've prepared myself fully to talk about it. And trust me, like, I still am like, should I talk about it? Because like, God forbid, what if? And right now I'm really leaning on the support system and the community of the school to help guide me. I don't have the answers, but they sent a newsletter and said, if it's not talked about in the classroom right now, we're not going to highlight it. Yeah. But if it is, it needs to be brought to the table and we need to come together. And and I just, I think that's just how even talking through things with Noah is how I'm going to navigate it is just taking it day by day, step by step and trying to shield and protect these little souls as much as you can while still letting them know that there are people out there who do really bad things. Right. I mean, there's no right or wrong to that. I know. And look, like I'm, I'm by the way, I'm not a, an expert on parenting. Like I don't. No, this is your, this I, is yeah, your like approach. I don't work with a child psychologist. I don't, I'd love to possibly have a child psychologist on that I follow, but this is just what intuitively really works. And I feel, I feel good about so you know, you the do. way that I. You're doing the most you can, yeah. you know? Exactly. Okay, we're going to go to a little bit of a lighter note. Okay, yes. Let's talk about screen time. I feel like it's such yes. a like... This is a good one. It's such a hot topic in the mom community. Oh my... No, it really... <laughs> it really is. I mean, okay, this is great timing because I have transitioned from literally like shoving the screen in my children's face. They're also at ages now that I'm really starting to understand. Okay, I need to practice what I preach with them for what I do with myself. So I really try to eat without a screen in my face. And I have the mornings alone with them. And sometimes the mornings are heavy and I'm trying to answer an email sometimes, you know, and it's just a lot. So I would find myself like, okay, you can have the screen with breakfast. But then it started causing all levels of chaos. They weren't listening. And we were getting out the door late. And I just finally, I was like, that's enough. This is a recent change in the past, like, several months. And I have to tell you, I didn't take them away. I didn't take them away. But I've really monitored the screen time. So, for instance, in the morning, I really try my absolute best. I've been really good at it because I've noticed the difference in their behavior is to have them have their breakfast. They get dressed. They get ready and then they can have a screen so that I can get ready. And it really works. Sufficient. It's efficient. And listen, the screen really, it just, it's helpful. <laughs> I was about to say, it just helps. I mean, you remember during during quarantine, forget it. 
the screen was like their nanny. Like I just, what was, <laughs> I had no, what was I supposed to do? I'm running a business. It was so overwhelming and they watched the screens way too much. And I can admit that. But now that I've noticed the impact of them having their food, doing the things, and then having the screen, it is the best reward system. I'm sorry that ever existed because for me, the only way to get them to really listen, because kids don't listen, they don't really listen. They can become better listeners. Benjamin is a much better listener now because he's older, but you have to find a reward system that works for them. I did the star charts, the ball, the marble jars. None of that stuff worked for my kids. They could have cared less. It didn't work. It just wasn't their thing with me. With the teachers, it works, but it's different with oh, the mother. Oh, so different. So Benjamin's little Lego guy right there on the couch, he's obsessed with that thing. So if he is speaking badly to his sister, which is a big thing right now, because he he's into name calling. I don't know. It just happens. We're working hard. Like, you don't talk to people like that. But if he doesn't listen, I usually give three chances first chance, and then this is it. If you do it again, and then I remove the thing that they love the most, whether it's a screen, a toy. And I'm telling you, watch the turnaround and the behavior, but you really have to commit to taking it away for a period of time. I usually say, you cannot have this when you get back from school. And if you shape up and I see a change in your behavior, maybe you can watch something after dinner. But it all depends on that's like you give them that opportunity to earn it back. Exactly. Smart. It really works for us because those are the things they care about. Right. Like Eleanor's stuffies. If I took her stuffed animals and said, she's been literally like, she's like a little hitter. She'll like come up and she'll like punch me in the gut. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, I don't sit back and let them do that to each other. I don't. Yes, they fight and they play, but when things start getting really physically and verbally abusive, no, no. I cannot allow that So what do you do at that when they are doing that? I tell them, first of all, we don't talk to each other like that. And if you do that again, I'm taking your toy and your screen away. If it's bad, like if she hits them like that for the day. And that's it. I'm giving you one more chance. And usually... They listen, but not always. And then I take it away. And you really have to follow through with whatever it is you're using as a form of discipline because you'll become like a joke to them. They'll laugh in your face. (laughs) They will. You have to stick to your guns. Uh And I mean, right now at these ages, I feel like I'm like in a little bit of a breathable space where I'm like... They're listening. Like I you were up this so morning. Tell I like I woke up and Eleanor was sitting in the kitchen by herself. I'm like, oh my god, like this is it's amazing. You have yeah time to breathe. I mean, I know they're still little, but it's I like actually you gave can... her the screen earlier than I usually would today. <laughs> no, I did. I, I have to be honest. Today was tough because there it, are it was moments, a late night. right? But I really try to stick yeah. to a. There's just like a program because kids respond well to knowing what what it is and what the consequence is. They really do. It's like sometimes on the weekend, I'm like, okay, fine. It's Saturday. We're having pizza. We can watch a show. You know, like I'm loose with it during like the weekends. But during the week, I really try to lean into more structure Mm -hmm. because it's for sanity purposes. Yeah. Let's quickly 
go into potty training and then I have a positive note to end on. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) Potty training, you really have to be ready. And Benjamin and Eleanor were so different. I potty trained Benjamin when he was three. It took a lot more work. And I started with Eleanor at two and it took less work and she picked it up faster, which a lot of people told me like boys and girls are so different. Mm. But I went back to the reward system of what do they love? They love treats. They love candy, right? All kids do. Or like frozen yogurt in town. I think I... No, Benjamin, I potty trained out here and Eleanor in the city, but I put them on the potty so often. It's like, you wake up, you go on. You eat, you go on. You do this, you go on. We don't leave the house, you have to go on the potty. Wherever we go, you have to use the potty. It just, you have to like really instill the practice. And then when they do it, I would give like three M&Ms, three of those um, like unreal, like yep. the healthy, healthier version of, you know, candy oh, that I could love find. Those, those are remember. amazing. Yeah. I know I would do like the chocolate ones. <laughs> remember the candy challenge? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, over quarantine, the candy challenge. That was so good. They <laughs> didn't listen. Did not listen. At <laughs> all. That was a rough time those days. So yeah, I think bringing it back to like, what does your child love What do they respond well to? And Benjamin loves Legos and Star Wars. So I would give him like a little like Lego piece, you know, just like a little something to show that reward. And that's what worked. And they both got potty trained quickly. I was going to say, did you have to come back to either of them if they weren't ready? But it sounds like they were both ready. They were both ready. I feel like I really leaned, you know, I could see that. When they were. Yes. And I didn't force it if they weren't. With Benjamin, I stopped and then I started back because he wasn't, he wasn't. Do you remember that? Like, maybe not, but I was like responding to how they were. I think that's important. Yeah. How they're reacting to it. Okay. So I love this one. How do you do it with so much joy? This is more general, but like, I love that. since this is about parenting, like, yeah, I do it with so much joy because it's the best thing I've ever done. Like Mm. they're just the cutest. Like I just, I want them to think back on their childhood and just think like, it was so happy. I don't really have those memories and it's a little sad, but it's okay. Like it shaped me. It gave me some grit. And it helped me really step in as a leader. Like I was like the little leader of my household. And I love when you always say yeah, that, that you were like the mama bear I of was. all your sisters. Yes. And, and that I think tell. too much, you know? And listen, of course there were joyful moments, but I think when you come from a bit of a broken home, there's a heaviness. And I think no matter what you're dealing with, even if you've separated or whatever it is, you have to think about the kids first. And if you exude joy, I really think it just bleeds into their little bodies. And like, you know, they exude more joy. And I think prioritizing myself really helps me be more joyful and present with all of the things that are in front of me. And that's why I'm, I say it all the time, but I take care of myself first so that I can just give them every ounce of my love so that they can just grow up to be the best 
little people that they can possibly be. We need more loving humans in mm. the world. Look at the state of our world. That's and like, if so there is true. anything we can do, it's to instill this love into these humans. Mm. It's a good way to end. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. I love you. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I there love a lot being of tears a mom. In that one. I mean, watching you. Just like eyes welting because I just love it. Like I do and it's so much, but I think when you really give it everything, it's just. And you do. You really do. You give everything your all. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com.